welcome to Real Talk episode eleven. Uh, it's been it's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah, it has um, been a while. It's... But Jack's back as well. It's just us two yeah. for the first time in a long time. I'm I'm back. Um, yeah, first time since the Stranger Things episode, I think. That's all. no. Um, we've got uh the the interview with Jacob, and oh, then I think that was the last the interview with Jacob. Yeah, but um, yeah, um, just us two today. I'm I'm finally back after getting over um, some stuck and shit like that. <laughs> so yeah, that's yeah, awesome. back. It's um very good to be back. <laughs> yeah, in the UK, like we've had like actually like pretty decent, very good weather. And, yeah. Uh, it's 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 been uh it's been quite weird because it's just I've tried to even being in my room just do I I couldn't I sat down and done this like a week ago because I was dying. Yeah, literally. I mean was, the good the good get the good weather is well and truly gone now. I can see how it's absolutely tipping it down. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think it's just like it's one of those things where I don't like the warm weather in the UK. I like it anywhere else, but yeah, like, yeah, the British heat just isn't nice. No, it's a um, bit of a joke. But yeah, uh, we're back now anyway. Uh, we're going to continue with, we had George on a few weeks ago talking about his favourite films. Uh, and a bit of mine as well. Um, but we're going to talk about Jack's today, as he obviously didn't get a chance. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll jump straight in first over the, the, the news recently. Yeah. Uh, some uplifting, but also sad news. Uh, I'll start with you cinemas have... Uh, like are now not opening until the July the thirty first, which I kind of expected it. Um, obviously a few cinemas were opening earlier, um, but it's it's one of those things where everyone wants them to be open early, but if people they aren't going to take the risks if they aren't prepared for it. I think. Um, yeah, I mean, I obviously wrote an article about this for um, our yeah, e magazine Pulp last week. Yeah. And um, yeah, a lot of that, a lot of what I wrote has um, obviously changed. I think Showcase over in the UK are still um, planning for a 4th of July opening, um, taking their tickets down to £5 for everyone as well, um, which is obviously a very good deal. You know, you it's sort of stuff that you um, you can't turn down, but. Again, you know, you have to be careful. You have to make sure when you go in, you're taking all the necessary precautions. I mean, obviously, they do a lot of stuff for you, um, but you got to make sure you mask up and stuff when you're when you're going. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Places like I think Cineworld and um, View might have done as well have um, pushed back their opening again to um, the first yeah. of July. And again, that's just making sure so that when people decide that they want to go. People are safe. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, they don't want to be held accountable for anything. So, you know, it's in everybody else's best interest that they are um, delaying their opening. I mean, it's uh, as well. I mean, everyone was like waiting for Tenet, you know, when because oh, we're all going to be open for Tenet. And then after that's now been delayed. So there isn't that real, real urgency to, you know, be there and be open. You might as well. I'd rather go to the cinema, you know. I, I think so every, every single cinema go will want to be safe yeah. when they're in the cinema. Yeah, definitely. And, um, yeah, like you said, Tenet, again, has been delayed till, like, mid-August now. So, yeah. um, obviously, for the meantime, cinemas are open, uh, are showing the classics, which obviously isn't a bad thing. 
it, I, I'm looking forward to that, you know, because there's, there's a few there's a few that are like I've seen that the, the classics going to be on there that I do want to see in the cinema, which I think is going to be great. Yeah. So um, I mean, it's um, it's uh, it's both good and bad news with the uh, UK cinemas at the moment. Yeah. But um, do, do you reckon uh, you'll be going down at the weekend to the cinema? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I'm back to like work on a Saturday, um, a pub. But hopefully, you know, I mean, must, I finish at three, so I might see what's on, see if I can catch something. Yeah. How about you? Um, probably probably not the weekend. I might um go during the next week. I have a feeling that it's going to be absolutely rammed at the weekend. Yeah, yeah. Um, I haven't actually looked what's showing to be fair, but I'll, yeah. I'll have a quick look probably after this. Yeah, I might, um, I might go during the next week. Some other interesting news. It's uh, it's about Justice League. Um, obviously oh, with the announcement yeah. recently with HBO taking taking on and going to be putting the, the Snyder Cut on HBO Max. Um, uh, this Ray Fisher, um, yeah. accused actor Joss Whedon of um, gross and abusive behaviour on set in 2017. Yeah, uh, I did. Um... He was said in a tweet and. Um, I mean, he's, he's called gross, abusive, unprofessional, and completely unacceptable, um, which is an interesting one, really. Yeah, I mean, considering how much happened with that film, the film's like the making of that film is quite, you know, sad in a lot of ways with um, Zack Snyder's uh, like family family issues and problems going on in his personal side, and it, it is a film that's kind of shrouded in a lot of sadness, set wise. Yeah, I mean. Personally, from members of um, cast and crew, I've never really heard anything bad about Joss Whedon, especially after no, the um after the first two Avengers films. So uh, yeah. when I read when I read this um, last night, it did come as a bit of a shock to me because um I'd never seen anything like it before. I'd never seen anybody, you know, knock Joss Whedon like this. So um, yeah. I guess we're kind of just gonna have to wait. And see um, if any other cast members input people like um, Gal Gadot, um, Ben Affleck, you know Jason Momoa, Henry, yeah, people yeah. like that. We'll have to see what um, everybody else has to say about it. Uh, um, yeah, uh, it's just it's one of those things where it's just the more you hear, it's just the ugly. It really shows the ugly side of the business, which is really unfortunate and a shame and, and shouldn't be happening. Yeah, a lot of. Um, you know, a lot of people high up in the movie industry, they um they abuse the power that they are given, and yeah, yeah. it is it is a shame. It's a real shame to um because it it gives it gives the film industry a really bad name sometimes. Yeah, hundred um, percent. The film industry is is you know it's an industry that really doesn't deserve it. Yeah. Um. Moving on, uh, I did watch an interesting trailer this this week containing everyone's favorite like little bit of a madman, Shia LaBeouf. Uh, in a new film by David Ayer, The Tax Collector, which did look interesting. Um, I liked the last time these two teamed up, which I think was Fury with Brad Pitt. Yeah, and that Fury. I, I really like Fury. And um, yeah, I mean, David Ayer, I mean, he's had some stuff that I haven't liked. Uh, yeah. Suicide Squad and Bright. Squad, um, definitely be more. But um, like Training Day is one of my favourite, like, it's it's just awesome to put on. Like I've seen Friday Day so many times. It's just Leather Washington is amazing that film. 
And uh, yeah. I'm interested to see what happens with it. Uh, I mean, I haven't actually. Charlotte I haven't actually um, seen the trailer yet. But um, Charlotte Buff is an is a is an actor who, who I um I don't hate. Obviously, I think he's yeah. a good actor when he's given. Yeah, yeah, he's just he's a bit he's in a world of his own at times. Uh, yeah, he, I can see the dislike to, from some people towards him, but I mean, I've never had anything against him. I just I kind of like the crazy side about him. Yeah, yeah, definitely. A bit funny, and it just makes things more interesting. Yeah, but yeah, like I'm I'm interested to see what happens with it. Yeah, yeah, same here. Have you got any uh, news this week? Um, I don't. I don't really have any um, any news to be honest. I think we, we've covered a lot of the stuff that I had written yeah. down. That's cool. All right. Um, well, we'll move on to uh, hidden gems. I do not have one this week. As a well, the only hidden gem I've watched this week is um, Jaws and ET. I've watched a lot of Spielberg old like blockbuster classics recently. Um, I haven't seen them all in a while, so it was, it was quite cool to watch, but. Uh, I know you've got a hidden gem. Um, yeah, kind of. Um, so I was browsing through Netflix last night, and I saw this series called Homemade. And um, you you might have heard of it. And basically, during the whole um, pandemic, you know, the COVID business, um, basically, film um, a lot of filmmakers have teamed up with Netflix to produce a series called Homemade. And um, it's a collection of I think it's fifteen short films um i watched two of them last night uh, maggie gyllenhaal and kristen stewart um yeah. made short films for the series and um yeah i think it's really really cool because um that's interesting that's interesting not not only does it you know show what um you know people like maggie gyllenhaal and uh, kristen stewart can do when given the chance to write and direct um it also you know sh- it also shows um what the pandemic has allowed people to do, you know, how people have been allowed yeah. to, people have been given the time to unlock their creative potential, I guess. I mean, I think it's a good thing as well. Like, it's quite, because it, I mean, like, obviously, like Maggie Gyllenhaal, like, they're all quite, like, well known actresses, yeah. um, a few well known writers and directors in there as well. It's really interesting to see such a big name, especially for being like a young, like, filmmaker and writer, seeing these people embrace. Um, challenges that like a young director would have, you know, like one location shooting, yeah, um, that sort of thing. And that that's really I haven't seen it, but I think I've heard about it. Yeah, but, um, I'm definitely checking that out. That sounds awesome. I mean, I, I was really impressed with the um with Magazinals in particular. I think it was fantastic. Um, yeah, I re- I really do like um what she did because obviously she used COVID for. Her, for um for her storyline, which is um yeah. which is completely fine in it actually um it fra- it flashes forward in time almost to a time where COVID is in like its third wave, and um, yeah. it's not just affecting people but it's actually affecting the environment. And I thought it was really interesting. Yeah, I mean um they got uh the uh, the French director Lage Lage Lee. Um, I'm not. I've probably been that completely wrong. Uh, I know he did that Les Miserables film in 2019 that got nominated for uh, best foreign film, which is. I, I, I'm intrigued. Like, I want to see what these guys have done. Um, yeah, I think yeah. I, it's definitely. It's a series that obviously the um, the episodes are only 10 minutes a piece, so you could 
get it all watched yeah. in a couple of hours if that was how you wanted to that's how you wanted to go about it yeah that's cool that is um i mean like i just it's just seeing these people that are used to just you've seen them in these huge like productions usually that's quite unreachable for like a like a an indie filmmaker and just seeing them embrace all these challenges and like the very like homemade amateurish feel for them all. I reckon that'll be really interesting to see. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Um but yeah, I mean that's that that I mean I'm definitely checking that out. Cheers for sharing that. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Um we'll move on to uh your favourites um and shall we? Uh, how many do you have? Yeah. I believe you have 10, don't you? Yes. 10? Yeah, so I have a top 10, and I have maybe 15 or so honorable, honorable mentions. Um, All right. This... We'll, we'll start with honorable mentions then. Yeah, yeah. So so this list was absolutely crazy, right? This list yeah. was so difficult because I, I've, every film here deserves to be, you know, at least in the top five in its own different way, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I did have a really good... I had a really hard time um, making this list. Even now when I'm looking at it, I'm thinking some of these honourable mentions should be in the top ten, maybe. I don't know, but I'm going to leave it how I've left it. And, um, yeah. So, my honourable mentions, I'm I'm not going to talk about these too much. I'm just going to sort of breeze through them. So, um, for the honourable mentions, we've got Alien, Mad Max Fury Road, Logan, Silver Linings Playbook, Fantastic Mr. Fox, Forrest Gump, uh, The Lord of the Rings Trilogy, The Prestige, Empire Strikes Back, 500 Days of Summer, The Royal Tenenbaums, uh, The Back to the Future Trilogy, Superbad, The Disaster Artist, Dazed and Confused, The Goonies, Eternal Sunshine and the Spotless Mind, When Harry Met Sally, and Ratatouille. Oh, you've got some good ones there, man. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Like, with the first one, Alien, I was like, oh, damn. Like, yeah. Like, oh, like, this is my last one. I, never, I just said 10 films I like, because what you've done is impressive. Like, I couldn't do this. Yeah. Like, and it's, it, it, it's been very hard to narrow down. And um, I've taken so many things into account, like rewatchability. You know yeah. stuff like that. Even if I won't necessarily rewatch it loads, I mean, there's what there's one at number. My number ten is at number ten because I I don't want to wear it out and rewatch it loads, sort of thing. Yeah. And it's like I don't yeah, feel like I could do that. But um, same same with a couple of my ones um lower down actually. So I think it's one of those things where like like especially with, like five hundred days of summer in there like five hundred days of summer is amazing to me. I'm like ah. Oh. Yeah. Would that make my top ten? I don't know. Like, That's what I'm saying. There's. I want it to. That's hard. That is. There, there are so many films. Like, and again, this is just like, probably if you add them all up, like my top thirty, possibly. Yeah. And it's like, but there are so many more films that I'm like thinking about now that I'm like, okay, shit. Like, The Godfather completely missed all of that, and I think. Oh yeah. That no, definitely that's... should have made my honorable mentions. Actually. That's crazy. That's crazy like, I, there's so many it's like it's such a like even now i kind of feel bad because i'm like shit i forgot about the godfather and it's like yeah i know and it's like it's, fuck, there are so many it's bad. Like, at, I mean, it's absolutely crazy but like i mean uh, it's all those player books an interesting one because i did really like it but I, it just slipped my mind to be fair like i will go ask you about that like 
like what why silver line is playbook up in your up in your honorable mentions because that's uh, quite high must have some personal significance silver linings playbook i remember when i saw this film so a, a couple of years ago i was in um i was in cx in in uh, yeah. in coventry yeah and I, I was just sort of looking you know when you because they have like DVDs for like 50p in there and it's like crazy. Yeah, yeah. I've never had anything wrong with anything that I bought from there. And I saw someone yeah. playbook for like 50p and I'd never seen it. Uh, yeah. Um, I was like, it, it was, and I was like, oh, okay. I, I heard a lot of stuff about this film, like the performances and stuff. Yeah. Like, okay. Need, and I need to watch this. And I watched it and I was just like gobsmacked because the entire cast is like absolutely fantastic and you know the the messages that it that it deals with you know yeah. like the huge impact that mental health has on people and then yeah. when you add other problems onto that like divorce and loss and it is just like it's an incredible film bradley cooper and jennifer lawrence uh you know absolutely yeah, i remember jennifer lawrence being awesome she won did she win didn't she get an oscar yeah she, oh, she won an academy yeah. award for um for, it, it was it is really really fantastic i just really like that film yeah um again like there's a few of them there. i mean great ones like alien um Days but you know, like the prestige as well. Days confused as well. Days confused. I mean, I'm, I'm imagine that is probably like my most rewatched film of all time. Yeah, I mean, uh, I love it so much. And again, such an incredible piece of cinema, and it and it and it didn't even crack my top ten. And it's just like, damn. Yeah. You know. It's yeah, definitely so hard to do. And um, originally they weren't in a particular order, and it was just like my top ten. Yeah, and then but, and then I but, sat down and I like I, I sent you that article and for that I sat there and I, yeah. I ordered them and I sort of you know yeah. Well, um, I will pretty brief kind of a, a bit of a switch, but um, we've got a, an exciting new thing so about the end. We announced on our Instagram like a few weeks ago, but it's kind of getting into motion now. So uh, we'll talk about everything with uh, a new idea called Pull for the end. Um, yeah, we'll give that a little plug at the end. Um, but yeah, uh, do you want to start in your top 10 then? Okay. So drum roll, drum roll, drum roll. Uh, oh, so going 10, go ahead. 10 uh, we had The Dark Knight. So yeah. this this is a film that could easily be so much higher on my list. Yeah. Like, but we both know that it could easily be in like the top five, top three. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I love the um, the Nolan Batman trilogy. You know, um, obviously it dipped a little bit with Dark Knight Rises, but it's not a film that I hate. Yeah, it's not a bad film. Like it's, um, it's just got a few flaws. Like, yeah, following up with Dark Knight anyway is a challenge in itself. So yeah, but we'll the Dark Knight is it's an absolutely amazing piece of cinema. Um, it, it is one of Christopher Nolan's best piece of work, but then. Every single film that Christopher Nolan does is one of Christopher Nolan's best pieces of work. You see, like, with Christopher Nolan, bring it back to it, I've got a weird thing, because, like, what, when people always mention, oh, what is Chris Nolan's worst film? Um, oh, and I... it's like, ah. Oh. Like, people always, like, pick out, like, oh, like, Insomnia, with, um, 
uh, Robin Williams and Al Pacino. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I really like that film. That's one of my. I, I'd, I'd say The Dark Knight Rises is my is my least favorite. Least Chris favorite, Manolo. but that's like being a least favorite Chris Nolan film is still not a bad thing. Oh no, definitely not. I mean, <laughs> it's like it's it's not a terrible film. Like I don't hate it. No. I don't think I, I don't even yeah like I I still consider it a, like a, a good film. Yeah, it's still it's a good film. I like it. Flaws. It's just got a lot of flaws. It's just got a lot of flaws, yeah. But um, so apart from Heath Ledger's Joker, which is like you exceptional, know, it's a it's a given. Um, yeah. Um, what is, who is your best performance in the film? Your favorite? Um, honestly, I love Christian Bale as Batman. I think you know Christian Bale's Batman is is great. I think. One thing that I love about Christian Bale, um, some people wouldn't agree, but I think that he can balance Bruce Wayne and Batman brilliantly. I think he does them both really well. Yeah, I mean, obviously there was whole, the whole joke thing about his voice, but I don't even know how yeah. like, I didn't notice it Nobody, until someone pointed yeah. it out to me. It's, and then I was like, ah. Oh. It's one of those things that when, when somebody points it out while, you, like, while you're watching it with them, you're like, oh shit, that's a little bit funny. But like, yeah. I, I don't, I don't hate it. Um, I think Gary Oldman here is brilliant as well as he is throughout the trilogy. Yeah, hundred percent. It's Gary Oldman is the. I always think he's kind of like there was this whole thing where he's like the king of like he's a great actor using terrible films. Yeah, and then this one like he's in a great film, but unfortunately he's like obviously got Heath Ledger's Joker and like Aaron yeah. Eckhart. He's always been slightly overshadowed, which I think is really unfortunate. Like, I don't even love The Darkest Hour, but I'm glad he got the Oscar for it because he just like there's never been. He's the best actor in some of the worst. Yeah, um, I remember watching The Darkest Hour actually, and I and I never really enjoyed that enjoyed it that much. But I think Gary Oldman is um he's very 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 good in it. Yeah, like Gary, some not great films, but he's just like I'm so, I'm so like I, I was kind of glad when he got his Oscar for because. I've always really liked. Did it, you so. did you ever watch um the Hitman's Bodyguard? Yeah, yeah. yeah again, yeah, film uh, is um. You know what? It's a film that should have been at least okay. Yeah, like I've ever seen the trailers. Like, oh, this is gonna be fucking awesome. And it wasn't like fucking. Yeah, you're like how would, like it's like Samuel Jackson being Samuel. Like you can't mess that up. And it, it was so bad. Yeah, and you got Ryan Reynolds like like. Just after the year after Deadpool, yeah. And I'm like, oh my god, this is gonna be amazing. No, it, it, then, it nah. really, really. Okay. What made it is that it wasn't even like I'd rather it have been like awfully bad with like an over the top Samuel Jackson performance, but it was just dull. No, it was. It was, it was really, really it was really boring. It's just like how do you know? Like you can't just mess that up. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's that's number ten. Um, I I love it. You know, I love it a lot, but um, yeah. Again, like I said earlier, it's what it's one of those films that I I can't watch loads and yeah. loads and loads of times. Yeah, you don't want to like wear don't it out, don't want to wear it out. As with um, number nine on this list, so uh, number nine. Yeah, because I'm gonna like like this one really intrigued me the most. Like with uh, obviously, do you want to obviously you, you announce? Yeah, it? yeah. So um, number nine on my list is Blade Runner. Yeah, that really intrigues me because it's like I I like Blade Runner a lot, and I've seen like I keep watching it. Yeah, but like there's some just for, for me there always seems something missing. 
and I, like I've only, I've only like I know there's like um what's your favorite like version of it? Um, I have the one minute. I, I'm pretty sure I have like the final cut. The final cut. Okay. I don't um, think I've seen the final cut. And um, yeah, I mean, I remember watching um Blade Runner when I was. I, I don't know how young I, I was. Fairly young. I was maybe nine or ten. Yeah. And uh, damn. And um, it's just a film that it like it always blew me away because like it's it's a film that I would consider extremely ahead of its time. Like visually, especially like, as well. Vi- like, visually as well, for a film made in the eighties, it looks brilliant. Phenomenal. It looks yeah. amazing, and um, Ridley Scott did a fantastic job here. Um, one thing that one thing that does um, yeah. Like I would say that I kind of prefer twenty forty nine to Blade Runner, but it's it, it's you almost like nostalgia that. that's that. stopping me put put in twenty forty nine. Yeah, ahead of that. I, I mean, it, although like I do think like Blade Runner really does get like the beautiful like like the like yeah. the, like, the proper dystopian world. Yeah, perfectly. Like really, really Scott so awesome doing that. Um, Harry, Harry awesome as well. But like, I, I mean, obviously, there's so many different issues with that whole film. So yeah, like twenty thousand editions out there. Yeah, I mean, they're all completely different. But, but yeah, um, th- have you seen I, all? I think I've seen. I've I've seen the original, the directors, and the final. I I think I think I've seen I think I've seen three. Yeah versions of it I, I kind of want to go and check that one I'm, ju- I'm just gonna up across and check um yeah I, I have um Blade Runner the final cut on Blu-ray and I, th- I, I think I've seen the directors oh, cool. and um just the um the original theatrical cut um what is I your favourite uh, for cut? me it's the final cut um obviously there's not like yeah. A huge difference, um, but I think it definitely adds some. Yeah. It, it definitely adds something to it. I mean, I, I'm not sure how, quite how much is added to the film. Um, I'm I'm pretty. It's probably only five yeah. minutes or so, but um, in film, that five minutes can add yeah. a lot. You know. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. You see, like I've never read. Uh... Okay, it's like, like I've got his novel. Yeah, yeah, I have. I'll definitely go around to it. It's a film that I always come back to because, like, I want to get it, and I think I eventually yeah. will, like, probably get it. Yeah, it is. It's. I, I get that. It's a film though. Like, it's weird because it's like, um, it, it's a difficult film to understand. It's like, it's try, it's trying to really, you know. Like you said, get it. It's trying to make it click, and it and it kind of like it it plays um jump rope with like the sort of morality of humans and um you know the idea of what we create being just as immoral as we are, and you know that message is yeah, prominent yeah. throughout the entire film with um obviously the um the antagonist Roy, and obviously. Our protagonists, um, Deckard, who also, you know, 
can be betrayed as very immoral in that film. But um, I, I really do yeah, love yeah. what it does with, you know, that sort of message. And um, not not just the message, but, you know, yeah. um, I just I just love the world as well. The uh, the world of, Bra- of Blade Runner. Yeah, the, like, I, I I do think that twenty forty nine did like, like um, expand. What, what I do love about twenty forty nine is it it's a sequel that doesn't try to be, you know, it doesn't try to be like this huge thing. It doesn't try to franchise it. It's a sequel that you know it pays perfect homage to the yeah. original film, being its own thing. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think like. You've just like nailed that perfectly. Like 2049. That's the only thing that everyone's worried about. But yeah, at least Denise Villeneuve is he's he's like he's an incredible filmmaker. And I think he really understood like the homage to everything yeah. while also expanding his own hundred percent. Yeah, so well. But um, yeah, Blade Runner number nine. Um, number eight is another film that I feel could be way higher up too. Um. The only animated film yeah. in my top ten. Um, so at number eight, we have Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Interesting, interesting. We've got two people now. Like George is, yeah. Like this film was great, um, and like I, I do think it's got potential to have this. Especially oh yeah. Growing up now to see this is one of my favorite films of all time, which I think is awesome. I mean, it's so, like, you know, like, you, two people have been on this. and it's Yeah, I mean, this, this, this film thing. blew me away. I mean, I went to see this in cinema with um, Daniel Horsley, who's been on the show before. And um, we both um, had such a good time with this film. And it is, it is absolutely incredible. Um, obviously, um, this... When I, when I saw the trailers for this film, I, I wasn't quite knowing what to expect. It was one of those things where it came out and it was like, yeah, um, okay, it, it, sure, it, it just like appeared. <laughs> it was, I didn't expect and, it. And it was and absolutely it was awesome. awesome. Like, oh. And, um, uh, it's like, it, it, like, it's one of those things where, like, a lot of animated films do this to me, but like no one really wanted it. But when it came yeah. out, I was like, everyone. I mean, it it, it was just awesome. Like I, it came out. I want to say the Spider Man. Yeah. And PS4 yeah. came out similar time as well, and it just it was just the Spider Man hype. Yeah, so it's a film that like nobody nobody was like asking for. Like no nobody was like begging for an animated Spider Verse film. But we got it, and it was fantastic. Yeah. I mean, what what. Oh, I mean the animation art is really awesome. Really, I like, mean, awesome. it was it was like watching yeah. a comic book. That that's how that's how I would describe this film. Yeah. To, you know, anybody that wanted to watch it, I would I would yeah. say it is like watching a fucking comic book. It is. That's the best way to like describe. It's it's one of those things where like I saw who was behind it. It's the same people made like Monster Bird yeah. Aliens and Rise of the Guardians. Which Bryce God is in a bad film, but it's like, uh, yeah, like yeah. Anyone else? But um, yeah, <laughs> this film—it's it, a um, film that really surprised me. Um, 
and oh, it was really cool. Like I think, yeah, definitely. Comic book fans, especially, would have really, really I mean, appreciate it. One of the things that I love about this film is that obviously there is an abundance of Spider-Man films out there, but what what I love about this one is that it's so yeah. unconventional, and it's like okay, we've heard the Peter Parker story you know, a million times now. And I, lo- I love what it does for the character of Miles yeah. Morales. And um, obviously a second um, yeah, a sequel yeah. has been announced officially, which is, um, which is cool. Um, ho- hopefully yeah. it does pay homage to this film and yeah. it's not awful. Um, yeah, I, mean, I, I, defi- I definitely have the confidence. But, um, yeah, I, I really, really love this film. Um, I think it's fantastic. I think the casting um, in this film is brilliant as well. You know, there's so there's so many big names in this film. I mean, I, I, think I always keep... When I, when yeah. I, I forgot that Nicolas Cage is in this film. Just, yeah. Like, I was like, oh, wow. Like, cause, like after what after he's had a bit of that rocky, like... <laughs> when he got like, into debt years. and bought a load of castles and, you know... Yeah, it's anyway. like Castle in France. Oh man, I do feel that story. Like, that's the most Nick Cage thing. Yeah, and then you know he did all of these like awful films so he could pay for his castles. Is it Ralph? I want to say, is it Ralph the um, Ralph the Ralph the movie maker? Is it? What well, one person did like a Nick Cage film, and I watched like eight really bad. Oh man, I'm not sure. Nick Cage films. I watched this one. Uh, obviously, you got like Left Behind yeah. and that sort of thing. It's just terrible. But um, I want to say it's. Is it like Doggy Dog? Wait there, let me. Doggy Dog. Uh, yeah, it's Doggy Dog, and it's like the lot, the biggest um, Tarantino ripoff. They even yeah. see people parody Tarantino characters. Jesus. It's like that. And. Um, I was like, oh, whoa, like, this guy must be, like, some, like, young director who's yeah. got a bit of money, basically. But no, it's the same <laughs> guy who wrote Taxi Driver and um, American Gigolo and Raising Bulls. And I was like, what? I'll have to give it a watch. So, yeah, and it was... It's not awful, but it just feels a bit of a parallel yeah. parenting, um, which is really intriguing. One Nicolas Cage film that I really did, um like, from the last couple of years is Mandy. It's I've, I it's such it. an I've interesting read, film, and it, and it's one of it's one of those films that um Jake you know Joe, um it it's what it's one of the films that Joe, yeah, yeah. Joe says that he would love to watch on acid. That's, that's yeah. I could kind of like I've seen some of the stuff from that. It's I know the guy who made it made this yeah like, yeah so, like so, Beyond the Black uh, Rainbow. Was from a, and it was like a so like it. I watched it a few years ago. Like it wasn't great, but what it did, like the idea of it, yeah. the way it was executed, it was but just a bit Ma- Mandy's and um, like, oh. is crazy, and I, yeah. I quite enjoyed that. Um, yeah, it's really crazy to be honest. Like I, I think it's perfect. Like Nick's, like what I've seen from it as well. Like I'm looking for like images. It, it now. Like, is. It, it is, looks. It is like Nick the Cage perfect film. film for um for Nick Cage. That's awesome. Um, so yeah, uh, 
Shall we? Uh, yeah. Spiral away from this Nick Cage wormhole, rabbit hole. Um. So uh, number seven or, uh, is number seven? Stanley Kubrick's The Shining. So um. Um, yeah, the, the Shining is um, it's an interesting uh, piece of cinema. Because... Well, like obviously, like Kubrick was like obviously you know he's cutting covered a lot of genres in any way, but like when he was like taking on a horror, it was interesting. You always yeah. knew he was going to do yeah. something slightly different. It is, than, and it is. Slightly um, different. Yeah, I mean, a lot of a lot of people deem this film one of the scariest films of all time. Um, I think for me, especially in this day and age, um, it doesn't really do that. Um, you see, I think I think the thing is, like, yeah, it yeah. Me, so I watched it a lot when I was quite young, anyway. And I think another thing is that, like. The idea yeah. of just being locked up somewhere <laughs> with a psychopath scares the hell out of me. Like no, the paranormal no. stuff isn't really a big deal to me that much. Um, like I, I get that, but the idea yeah. that this could like I, th- I think one of the biggest things that's meant to out. scare you in this film is the idea that it could be somebody that you know and love. It could be your own parent, you know. It could be your own husband, and it could be your own yeah. wife. You know, it's, I think that's where yeah. you're meant to draw the fear from with this film and um yeah when i watched it when i was younger it did scare me um but quite, quite a bit i was like oh this is this is weird yeah yeah Jack, Jack 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 awesome. is, is um is brilliant mm. in this film I, I really enjoy it i love about this film though in general like kubrick did this so well that every single frame everything that's in that single yeah. frame is meant to be there and this is why this film would just be interpreted so many times. Like you've got the whole ending thing where you know, and the bathroom scene where yeah. you know, you're, he's always been there, and Kubrick just does that so well because every single frame in this film, and um, The Shining is such a weird story to do it on because like I've been, like I'm a massive Stephen King fan. Like I've read pretty much a lot of his books. Uh, the Shining is although it's a solid book, it's it's very it's it's just a generic like yeah. haunted hotel film, really. Um, but I think the film explores its yeah um, definitely the hotel so well. Um, yeah, yeah. Especially <laughs> like with the whole bear costume thing and uh, the, the the bathtub thing and the overlook hotel is such you know a little bit more if you read the books. But the way Kubrick hints on these things and he does the whole paranormal side to the film. It's some of that's quite different is you don't really notice it you just think this guy's going a little bit insane but you see that there's a lot of paranormal and the, the shining side the sh- yeah. so-called shiners aren't they in the film that Danny is um, you've got this whole paranormal side yeah. of the story that people I mean, don't realise what one you know uh, one note about this film that is uh, very famous is that Stephen King uh, really didn't like this film and I think it's uh, Stanley Kubrick used to call him at like three o'clock in the morning <laughs> and ask him about religion and philosophy, which is just freaks the hell out of me. Like Stanley Kubrick was, I mean, you've got everything in this film. Like Shelley Duvall was just not treated no. well on set by Stanley Kubrick at all. 
um, it, it, it's such a like that they didn't have a complete script like every single day uh, all the scripts have different colours because it was updated every single day which is crazy to me it took five years to shoot you got Kubrick's normal game like actors to shoot scene of yeah it is um, it's really crazy it's but, it's just crazy. Um, you've got the famous Brady twin scene as well, where the first time that, um, like, I can't remember what the, what's the camera called again, where the, the Kubrick created. Oh, it, I, the yeah, tracking, yeah. The I talked about this in, um, in like, um, I, I have a YouTube channel. I did talk about this in my shining video. But yeah, it it was basically like it was um, yeah. it was contracted of like a wheelchair. Um, uh, the camera <laughs> and like some other stuff, and yeah, that's what they used to film like the trike scenes and stuff like that. But um, yeah, that's awesome. And um, everything about this—it's it's a gorgeous-looking film as well, like all the screen yeah. But this one especially like sticks out. The whole maze, yeah, the, I... all the maze shots and. Um, even the it looks really look nice. So I, all the, um, spe- especially the opening of the film as well. The shots, you know, coming in over like the trees and stuff. It just, it looks yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Fun fact about Blade Runner. Um, Ridley Scott, I want to say, used some of the archival footage in Blade Runner. Um, but I actually didn't know. That's a fun fact. Yeah, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, could be, I could be chatting absolute shit here, but like, I, I, I swear it's Blade Runner. Um, Blade Runner, The Shining. Well, I'm just, just going to discover this, but that's really yeah. The cool. Shining, but yeah, yeah. That's, that's... Combine The Shining, maybe. Yeah. There we go. That's so, a yeah, really that, there's, fun there's fact. a link in your list for you. Yeah. Um, okay. So, yeah, so um, number six is now I considered um, swapping out number six for another of this man's films, and um, in the end, I couldn't do it. <laughs> I, I I couldn't. I think this this one needed to stay here. So um, at number six six we have um, Wes Anderson's The Grand Budapest Hotel. That's a shout. I mean, I don't know what I'd put if I was to pick a way around. Like, Fantastic Piece of Fox will probably this one. Yeah. Maybe, but I'm not um, sure. Still. I love Wes Anderson. I think Wes Anderson is an absolutely phenomenal uh, filmmaker. Um, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd, he, he is, he is phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, he's great. Um, I think. I, I think it's yeah. possible that um, I like his writing more than anything else he does. Um, I, that's a shout because, like, I mean, I, I think this is really demonstrated, especially yeah, in, like, the Grand Budapest yeah. Hotel, especially. Um, it's so. It's I mean, so witty yeah, well. I mean, it's, the, it's the contenders for this space were um, the Grand Budapest Hotel and the Royal Tenenbaums. Um, and again, I think just yeah. the, the way Wes Anderson writes is um, fantastic. Um, recently, I've been looking into, you know, um, getting into, um, you know, screenwriting. And I have one yeah, sort of yeah. finished script. I have one finished first draft of, um, of a short. 
that uh, Jake's read, and um, I, I'm looking to uh, write yeah, a bit yeah. more. So, um, re- reading a lot of Wes Anderson stuff as well as watching it, um, I do really enjoy doing. But yeah, the... yeah, yeah. He, he's such like I, I, I think I, I've read Grand Budapest Hotel. Like, yeah, it's, it's a script that's just a pleasure. Yeah, um, it really is. I, I, I like reading it just as much as I like watching it. Um, what one yeah. thing about Wes Anderson as well is that I I love his visual style. I I love the way he shoots um films. I I, I just love the way all of his films looks. Yeah. Um, one of the, one of the things I love about Grand Budapest Hotel as well, and um, visually, is just the you know immense palettes, the the immense palette of colors that he uses. Um, his film is just so vibrant. Yeah. And um, yeah, he's like, I mean, obviously, you got the whole like, um, you know, like he shoots very like, s- like symmetrical, yeah, central on, on his characters. He, he doesn't really use the yeah. uh, rule of third rule that much, it, which is cool to see. It's just a unique way, but you can you can tell it a Wes Anderson yeah, film, yeah, exactly. Like, one, one thing I, w- I would recommend you um, watching if you haven't, I, I love this, I think it's absolutely hilarious. Um, Saturday Night Live actually did a um, a Wes Anderson sketch. Um, yeah. It's so funny. You, no, it's a, it's a, it's brilliant. It's like a little parody similar to the um, Tarantino well. Jesus one they did with Christoph Waltz. It's it's yeah, sim- yeah, similar to yeah. that. I think I think it's um, cool. I think it's really funny. Um. Yeah, but yeah, awesome. lo- love um, Wes Anderson. Love this film. The cast, the cast in this film, you know, it's so um, such a huge yeah. range of um, well, yeah. of, of um, actors I mean, and actresses. Yeah, I mean, Ralph Fiennes, um, Sasha yeah, Ronan, as well. um, Bill Murray, Bill Murray, um, Adrian Brody. I very good. Um, Jeff Goldblum, Willem Dafoe. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. The, yeah. The, oh, yeah. Um, Owen Wilson, Jason Schwartzman. Right, yeah. The list goes on and on and on, and it is fantastic yeah. film. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, top on five. To, uh, this is the top five. If you get into my top five, it's uh, it's better than having an Oscar. This is the most prestigious. This, this is elite this, shit. This is elite but, shit. Um, no. we, we, we are above the, academy. above the academy. We are. Like... But, um, yeah, so... Uh, we we should do like an awards show on this podcast. One day we'll have like the Pulp Awards or some shit. Everybody will want one. But, um, yeah. yeah, exactly. Top five. Um, this is this is a uh, good shit. Five, so uh, number five, Hot Fuzz. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I think I've got, I want to say this yeah, is probably my favorite. This is my um, well, yeah, more on the list. But uh, this is I'd probably say this is my favorite. The only thing that's what? ruined this for me, you know what is ruined this? Oh god, ITV it's always two. on. 
in the UK, we have like, obviously you've got like BBC, yeah. but everyone has it in the US everywhere. But we also got like this like other big channel called ITV, and um, they play on ITV two. They yeah. play this film every Friday at like ten it's, o'clock. It's ridiculous. It, it's just any like other us. trilogy. It's just and sometimes Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> and it, it yeah, is crazy. Occasion, I mean, so, sometimes you'll just be like sat in front of your TV, like scrolling for something to watch, and it's like, oh, hot fuzz. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I will always keep it on, though. Like, it's a moment where, oh, this is a cool moment. Like, it's just, it is such, like, it is very underrated because, like, it is just, like, it's yeah. just, a, like, a buddy cop action comedy. But it's, I, I mean, to quote you, it's the best Yeah, British it is. It is my favourite British comedy. It's so much fun. It makes fun of, like, it's so sudden. Like, it makes fun of so many, like, you can get what you want out of it. If you're like a don't give an audience member, don't yeah. care. You'll have a great time with it because it's fast paced. The action's a lot of fun. Um, the script is witty and charming and just the best time. But like, if you're like into film, you've got that blend of action and it rips off a lot of directors and makes fun of their yeah. style. Like um, the whole Michael <laughs> Bay, Bayhem, yeah. where it's like, the shit has got real. <laughs> In a bad way. And uh, like, or like you've got the typical Edgar Wright, Edgar Wright style of works, the fast-paced editing, um, the, the comedy, using it the camera. That, that's something that Edgar Wright does um, extremely well. Yeah, I mean, I think I mean obviously you've got Baby Driver that uses this, like the soundtrack to you know hit the beats and the highs, yeah. which is also a great great film. Uh, but I it, love the sound. Good. The soundtrack is um, great. Um, one of my favourite one is um, uh, when it's like the four sh- the use of four challenges. Yeah, it's Timothy Dalton is which is awesome. Uh, but you know, when, like during the car crash yeah. scene and fire starts playing, and uh, it's just it is, oh, um, it's it, so great. And it, like, we we need we more, more Edgar Wright. We need more Edgar Wright films first. Um, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I mean, once hopefully the, the end year, of this year, which is like a psychological so horror. So uh, I'm really intrigued because like, he's really passionate yeah. about like exploitation and horror films. I'm so really interested. I'm just hoping like I really. I mean, it's got um, Matt Smith in it. I've seen as well. And, uh, yeah, I think it's just, yeah, really good. But I, I love this yeah. film um, a lot, but. Um, it's. I don't think it's quite my favourite Edgar Wright film. Um, number four is my other Edgar Wright film in this list, and um, they're very, very close. It, it's very neck and neck. So um, number yeah. four, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Um, yeah, I mean, I can't so argue. So much fun. fun. Um, I, I, rem- I remember watching this film years and years ago and um thinking just like how how cool and stylish this film is um because i mean i think it's like like i i want to say this might have been like the first egg right film that i knew it was an egg right from going into it like i saw saw hot fuzz and sean the dead like Quite young, but like I went to like, oh, Edgar Wright, and then 
I remember watching this. And very, like, it's, it's very noticeable, especially for like younger people getting into yeah. film. You can see the way he uses the camera. Like, it's got all the Edgar Wrightisms. The Wrightisms, Wrightisms. Also, Michael Sierra is uh, plays the thirty-year-old man who's playing a teenager because he can't <laughs> grow and he's got a baby face. They were soon taken over by uh, Jesse Eisenberg. Took over that role as yeah. a thirty-year-old guy playing. Yeah, my, my, Michael Sierra kind of um, finally yeah. grew into his looks, kind of. I know, yeah, yeah. Like, like I remember like, a few years ago. He yeah, had, like, a beard and everything. I think, one, one thing that happened to Michael Sierra was. Um, like, I noticed he had a bit of a weight gain, and then I noticed that he started growing stubble, and I was like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> He's not young anymore. Yeah. yeah, what's going on here? Why is this? Um, but yeah, like, Jesse Eisenberg was paid. I, I think he's think passed another, another actor who I love. Um, um, but yeah. yeah, so, yeah, Scott Everyone's Pilgrim it's, Pilgrim, it's, just, it's a film that has immense rewatchability for me. Um, I have watched this film so many times. I mean, again, you know, such an amazing cast. You know, um, so many big names. Brie Larson, Elizabeth Winston. Yeah, Jason Schwartzman again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But Jesse He's Schwartzman, like everywhere. Like, like, <laughs> this list. Um, <laughs> the, uh, yeah, not quite. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but like it's, I think as well. Like I can't believe this obviously bomb when yeah. it first came out of the box it, office. Like, and I'm so glad it kind of found through, its footage. Yeah, get, through, getting a cool know, following, media, I think, was important as well. Because it's such a shame, like cool, it, yeah. how how yeah. like poorly it performed at the box office. Like it did it bombed like really hard, and yeah. it's like it's such a shame. Um, but I'm yeah. I'm glad that it's finally yeah, got but, its appreciation and its audience. Um, yeah, it yeah, does deserve yeah know, that huge great. audience. Yeah, definitely. And um, you know, it was great to see. I mean, going back to 2015, like Baby Driver, like seeing that plot of success. It's, it's great seeing like a director like Edgar Wright, who's so original. <clears> with <stuff throat> His screenplays are always original um, ideas. Yeah. Great scene is still like original ideas breaking through in the industry while, you know, we've got massive franchises. Yeah. Kind of yeah. The show a little bit. Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. Scott Pilgrim's great. Like, it, I think it's on all streams. Um, I think it's on like every single It's, it's definitely on Netflix um, over watch. here in the UK. So, yeah, de- definitely give that a watch. Now, Jake, I don't. Yeah, this this is oh, like the elite really? of the elite now. This is like this is these are like best picture winners, but like yeah, like yeah, best picture winners that people actually like. Now, I, I I understand that you you know my top three. No. Now there has yeah, been a bit of a mix around because. Okay, I, I was okay. I, I was sat in bed last night. I did this. I was sat in not sat in bed, and I was like racking my brains, and I was like, "Shit, I don't know." I I rewatched one of the films in this list, and then I was like, "Okay, now I need to rewatch the other one in the top three. And then I was like, "Okay, shit, now I'm gonna watch the other one." So basically, I rewatched my top three last night. 
watch so now this this may this may piss you off a little bit because number three is now Pulp Fiction. There has been a huge ooh, ooh. mess around here. Okay. Yeah. Fucking hell. Fuck me. Okay. Why not? Well, look, your article is still going up on Paul. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, you can see the I difference. Mean, to be honest, to, uh, I, I would say all here. three of these so, films um, deserve number one. I mean, all, all three of these films are basically number one. Yeah. But, yeah, there has been a little mix around for the sake of this podcast. Okay, so... If you look is, at the article is now, one, yeah. is number one, and Inception is, but it's, it's, it's <laughs> I didn't say that. I didn't say that. <laughs> yeah, Boy, yeah. Come on, it was going to be there anyway. It's real. Uh, uh, but yeah, so yeah, I mean, number three. What what made what what made it go from um, your favorite film? I mean, to it was just the other favorite. films that I watched. So obviously, I I rewatched Inception. And then the other film, and um, yeah. it was the other film that did it for me. <laughs> and it... Oh, you okay. you yeah, understand that's, now. That's, you understand. That's interesting. Like, that's really you get cool. it. I, I get it. I get it. I mean, like, oh, fiction is oh, an exceptional. Like, Tar- no Tarantino like, is great. absolutely fantastic. Mo- there, there is not a single Tarantino. one of his films that I would say I dislike this film. But, um, Pulp Fiction is incredible. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love the way it's written. I love, um, in particular, the scene with Tarantino playing Jimmy. <laughs> Probably one of my favourite scenes from this. Um, oh yeah, it's yeah. an awkward like teen guy. Like he's like awkward twenty yeah. filmmaker. Like yeah, I can act. <laughs> he's just um, his comedic yeah. time is pretty funny though. I, I love everything about this film. You know, I love. I, I love the writing in particular. Um, I'm 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 a huge fan. If you ha- yeah. if you haven't guessed, of the of the sort of unconventional storyteller, and I love the way that Tarantino does it. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, I I love Pulp Fiction dearly. It's one of my favorite films. Um, but ah, oh, it's just it's 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 that one film. That one film. It just. It's like, I mean, for me, like, I, I get, for me, it does have its, like, its parts that I don't like. Like, I don't really like the stuff when it's uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and his girlfriend at the hotel. I'm not really a big that, fan that, of that. Um, yeah, it does film a little bit time-wasty to me, but, that that bit in particular. But, um, um it's still but, incredible. Like, it's still incredible. I mean, everything, yeah. everything else is awesome. So, uh, number two, so yeah, um, number Jake two. has already <laughs> let it slip, is um, Inception. So, oh man, Inception. I, I, I remember watching uh, Inception very shortly after it came out of cinemas. I remember watching it on DVD. And I was so young. Yeah, I was, it way. came How out in like 2010, so I was like... Nine. Yeah, it was, I'm, like, I'm possibly watching like wow. 2011. I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> I was like, "This this film broke me." I was like, "What yeah. the fuck just happened?" <laughs> like nine year old Jack, I was like, "What?" Yeah, like, but it's like, yeah, 
trying to understand the idea of Inception as a child. Yeah, but like, child. and then I rewatched it like a couple of years later and I was like, yeah, I get this. I was like, I get it now. Yeah, I mean, at the end it of the day, it's, it's Ocean's Eleven, brain, but like but just... on steroids, basically. Yeah, and it's, it's like the whole idea of it is pretty like, yeah. fuck, you know, but you know, it's Nolan. I mean, you've got the, you've got the, for me, the scene that just really blows him away. And st- I don't think he'll ever not. I remember the first yeah. time I ever watched the Zero Gravity scene, and I was like, yeah, fuck with, uh, with Joseph Gordon Levitt. Um, I just like fighting the two guys. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's so brilliant. The the film it's is so well you know it's beautifully well. crafted by um Christopher Nolan. Yeah, it was definitely. kind of his passion project as well. Like he wrote, it and it is it it, it just um awesome. yeah, blow it blows me away every time I watch it. I mean, for me, this film has a lot of rewatchability. Even even though I yeah, I know I, what's I coming, that. obviously every time I I love it. You know. I think it gets better every time I watch it. Um, I mean, I, like as well though, we're surprised. Like I, I always, oh, the cast, the cast is phenomenal. The Caprio, Killian Murphy's in it. Most um, underrated actors of Ellen all time, Page. I think. I'd agree with that. I'd agree. You see, like he's done a lot of stuff with uh, Danny Boyle and. Uh, a lot of the stuff that people have not seen from him and Danny Boyle is just like for me. If you haven't seen a film called Sunshine, yeah, um, I, I love Killian Murphy. I think he's absolutely fantastic. Um, he's one of the best parts of um, Batman Begins for me, in particular. But um, yeah, I, yeah, I hope definitely. Tom um, Hardy is brilliant in this got film. Tom Hardy in this as well. Just, Ellen yeah, Page, um, so fantastic. Ellen Page, you know, as well as the architect. The ensemble cast is great. But I think it's all like called together. Yeah. And they're all like doing it like um, the chemistry together, between so the cast fun. members as well is just fantastic. You know, it's it's difficult to get yeah. a cast, you know, like an ensemble that big and get them to have you know fantastic chemistry throughout, especially in a film. Yeah, uh, but yeah, um, it's done by yeah, Nolan definitely. and the cast members respectively, fantastically. So, uh, would you hail this as the, like, obviously, yeah, the best um, Nolan film then? For, for me, it's, um, yeah. it, it's, I mean, Prestige has that shock factor as well, but for me, Prestige doesn't have, you know, the same. I think Prestige is awesome, yeah. but, like, the scope of Inception. Yeah, uh, I think, for, for me as well, Prestige, Prestige has, um, I, I, I kind of want to say pacing issues. I mean, for me, it doesn't really have that rewatchability that Inception does. And I think at times it can feel a little no, bit slow. No. But um, that's something that Inception, it just yeah, doesn't. Yeah. This film is so, like, hype. No, I mean, it, 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 it's, it's not sure. It's quite a long film as well, but yeah. you don't notice it with Inception. Oh. Hans in the score as well, like, there's nothing better than this point. I mean, and in, the Inception on. score is one that I will listen to while I'm, like, doing work and shit. Put, put, put the score. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's, it's, yeah. it's kind of, it's iconic yeah. now at this point. Uh, it's, well. um, it's uh, incredible. But, yeah, I mean, I think everyone has seen Inception. Uh, it's on streaming platforms. Or, or you can buy it, you know, fairly cheap. 
Yeah. Just get a, yeah. Get a DVD or Blu-ray. Yeah. Or like CX. It's now open. <laughs> or what, whatever you have in America. Like. So. Uh, or Amazon. Yeah. yeah. Everybody's got or Amazon. Amazon. So. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, number one. What th- is this your is... favorite film of all time? What is it? What could possibly be? Now this is like some things? people might be shocked yeah. by this. Some people might be like, okay, what? This is why I listened an hour to find out. But honestly, yeah, people are like, <laughs> we're gonna have to shut it down. <laughs> How did you know? It's it's actually grown up swan. Oh, <laughs> no, I'm joking. No. Jack and Jill. Ah, <laughs> oh. yeah, yeah. It's just like the sheer, the sheer like mature theme. Oh. Two have, Jack and Jill is just God. nowhere near the sheer level of quality. <laughs> the grown ups franchise. <laughs> Where's number three, Adam? Where is number three? <laughs> but don't ever do another like film like Uncut Gems. No, we want, we want, we we'll want, we want an entire franchise. We want like the grown up cinematic. Oh, like 27 yeah. grown ups films. Yeah. <laughs> no, grown up cinematic. Oh my god. Imagine that actually like, sounds like it would be good. <laughs> I would watch the hell out of that. I know, like, I'd watch the hell out of that. Just watching Kevin. Watching Kevin Jones and Spartan definitely eating dog shit for like four hours. Oh man. That'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Really oh, you know, I'm kind of regretting my choice for number one now. <laughs> I know, yeah. Anyway, right, hit me. What is what is the best film? What is better than a <laughs> so? Um, in my opinion, the best film of all time, The Social Network. So, yeah. Ooh. Ah, oh. the pin has dropped. I mean, I, I, I'd say it's just part of me that's like, yeah, it's top three. 100%. But, like, because it, it is so well written, like, Aaron Zorkin's script, but the, he, the opening scene alone is probably my favourite, like, personal, yeah. like, favourite opening Man, this film, it's like, you know, every time I go to put it on, I'm like, ah, it's a social network, you know, it's a nice, it's a nice chill watch, you know. I, I watched it last night and I was like, okay, calm, social network. Yeah. And then it finished, and I was like, oh, damn, the social network. I was like, oh, it's the social network. It's so good. It's like, it is absolutely incredible. I mean, the, the cast in this film is phenomenal. Andrew Garfield is brilliant. I, look, I think the thing with it that just makes it so good is that it's just... On the bare bones, like, trying to explain this film, but like, I saw a meme, it's like, oh, me trying to tell my friends yeah. that, you know, like, me trying to tell your friends memes, it's like, oh, me trying to tell my friends that the social network isn't about Facebook, but about, but a really deep and yeah. Shakespearean it, drama about love, no. friendship, and revenge, and I'm like, that is, like, it, it, it's just Shakespearean drama at heart, it's just rich people, so yeah, it's, it's rich like, people for even more money. It, you know, but, it's so well done, and there's, there's like Aaron Zorkin's writing, and like that—that like, that is one of you know that is one of the things about this film. I think this is one of the best written films ever. If it, you know what, it is the best written film ever. I do. I think 
I think I Damn, think this, this film um, has I mean, the best writing I've ever seen. Brilliant. I mean, one of my favourite scenes is you've ever seen where um, Andrew Garfield's character Eduardo they're talking. It's like, oh, what were your shares um, uh, watered down to? And he's like, yeah, zero point zero three percent. And then yeah. like, oh, that seems so it good. Is, um... It's just so well <laughs> together. And yeah, just it. it's like it's, like, it's so well written. It's like there's some brilliant one-liners in here, and it's like, what, what, what? Yeah, it it's is. Quite, it's got funny at times. It's like, the, oh, yeah, there's like a Bill Gates. Only, thing, you know, the guys that are when he said that the next Bill Gates is like, sitting in this room. <laughs> I swear, I can write at you. Yeah. Hey, yeah, that's bro, that's great. Gates, man. And it's like, hey, you know what's better than a million dollars? A billion dollars. It's like some some of the one liners yeah. in this film are like absolutely fantastic. And just, like, you know what? Justin Timberlake is so good I in this film. Don't rate Justin Timberlake as an actor that much in terms of other stuff I've in terms of stuff I've seen <laughs> him. In. Oh, I don't know. Are you are you thinking that Benefits is a terrible film? I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. This is he is absolutely phenomenal film. in this film. No. Yeah, like I mean, like obviously, you know, everyone's known him for like you know, Friends with Bet or some just like he's known for just some really not great rom coms that are really like you, you'll see on Netflix yeah. and like shiver as you scroll over them. But like he plays. Um, he does. Sean Parker is so, like so well. Oh, the the way and the way um, he, he Sean Parker. This like eccentric, really smart dude, but he yeah. also got so many flaws about him. And the way like he manipulates Mark is. I mean, this I think this yeah. is down to the fact that Zorkin's writing is so good. But like the way that like uh, just him just in. I can't mention the name Timberlake. <laughs> a critical set sentence sounds like legitimate. It's just got that name that doesn't sound like no. what I'm talking about in like a legitimate way, but like, he yeah, really like, does. Timberlake plays him like so well. Um, oh, when he gets caught with the cocaine and stuff. You know, like, yeah, the cocaine. Yeah, like although like it's completely yeah, I mean, all the whole film. It's it, it's just a yeah. great Shakespearean drama from a writer. Even even the times where it's the start, yeah. it's just Martin Tucker running through the streets of Harvard. Like, it it just those, sets the tone for the entire it, it, film. It's just, like, you see this guy and see this guy. Um, another highlight for me is um, when Trent Reznor scores going up in uh, cover the exact name for um, it is, but you know when Martin oh, yeah, the yeah. face mask website it's so good, and um, good. you know what? The addition of the voiceover that I think is really, really important. Like when he's talking through his blog and stuff. Yeah. Like that, I think that's that that that's um that's really yeah. brilliant writing for me. I I love that. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, everything that you've yeah when he's talking about, even stuff. With um, the Winkle, the, the Winkle, yeah, the, the Winkle Boy, as Mark calls them. The Winkle Boy, yeah, like it, it, it it's so good because you can see this this guy who's just a, a really really intelligent kid, but 
He's sort of just got yeah. so many people around him, just pulling him everywhere. Yeah, he, 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 he does. He, fu- he fucked all of them over. <laughs> Completely. And, um, I mean, that first scene alone, really, in the bar, in the bar when... He talked uh, to Erica. to his girlfriend, um... Uh, Eric, yeah, uh, Mara. Rooney Mara, the, the actress who's in the Garden of Dragon Tattoo. Uh, like you can see this guy, like the way the speed he talks, yeah. the way he logically like thinks things, it it just really stands. Yeah, it really does. Um, so well. Yeah, I, I love this film so much. Um, you know, I, Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield's great as well. It's probably my favorite Garfield. He is so good. I mean, let, let's not talk about his Spider-Man films, but um, in this, he is he is fantastic. Oh. Um, this film is just like fantastic all over. You know, there's not there's not really a bad thing I could say about this film. Yeah, I mean, no, it's just it's it's just it's, it's a film that you, like. A lot of people don't really consider that. I mean, it's going to get, it's getting a lot more praise now. Obviously, Tarantino's collapsed. Yeah. Like, you know, it's very from last decade. But although, like, it, although it's critically like loved and a lot of people love the film, it's never really talked about as a potential classic. Well, I think it will be. I just you know, I can't wait to like. It's like the, if I have to point to a film, like if you're like, oh, what film is amazing? But really, like, especially in, like. The 2010s, like the, the modern filmmaking era, like the like the proper modern era. Yeah, I'd always point to the sort of I mean, I, I, I saw this thing um, on oh, Instagram wow. the other day, and it's like, oh yeah, top ten films to uh, to show your kids or some some shit like that. And it's like, I, I would say my top ten is is that list. You know, it, it's it's the classics, and I feel like yeah. all of these will be, you know, even bigger classics and some of them already are 30 years down the line when you can get a yeah, Criterion exactly. Collection social network film some shit like that, you know? Yeah, yeah, I mean it's just a perfect yeah. example of just modern filmmaking doing so well and you know, like, looking back to it now, look saying it out with like your favorite film all the time it's quite controversial, obviously it's personal but like I look back, like there's not been a film that's in like the last 10 years now and it's like i feel like my my top three is at like a whole different height to you know the other seven films and and that's why they're there you know that is why they're in the top three because they do reach those whole other heights you know they show a whole different standard of filmmaking yeah yeah definitely um so, yeah. yeah, I mean, that was... That, that was my top 10. Uh, my... All of these films... <laughs> yeah, the Jack... The, 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 the Real Talk Hall of Fame, they're in there now. Um, but, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, shall we... Yeah. We'll finish on some interesting news. Um, so, uh, as we announced, like, a few weeks ago, uh, we I, I found this, like, organisation called Paul. Uh, it's going to be like a new like media like I yeah say I'd say platform like a platform for like yeah like for like younger creators uh, musicians uh, writers can read um, 
have their voice be heard um, in a new way uh, and in a unique way across like social media and the internet. Um, this will come in the form of different things. Like in the future, we'll be having like e magazines. Yeah. It's going to be produced every month. Uh, we, we currently have a website. It is a Wix site at the moment. But that's just because of, there's a lot of bugs going just on. Just so needs ironing out fast and stuff. Yeah, I mean, you can read a few articles on there now, um, but it's a website, yeah. so it's not going to be the best site we'll find. Um, but we've got some interesting things coming up. Uh, we've got some interviews with uh, some musicians. Um, we've got um, a few articles going on there. Uh, I'm also involved with another great podcast that's... If you want just a laugh of 30 minutes, you see three people talk about beer. Then, uh, you know what? I, um, I listened to the you. first episode um, and I absolutely loved it. I thought it was fantastic. It is it, funny. It's just it's, it's funny, so man. different. Um, and it's, like, it's, it's absolutely great. definitely worth a listen. Get, uh, get, get on Simply Beers. Um, but uh, but um, we've got, like, you know, like we've got a great artist involved as well, like, we want to get promote a lot of different art. Um, so Cody, um, yeah, she's a really really great artist. Um, you can find her on the public Instagram and everything. Um, she's going to be doing a lot of the art for the website. She's going to be. We I've, I've recorded like she's she's like um, she's like the art editor basically. So she'll be able to promote really really some great artists across all of social media that just don't have a lot of recognition. Yeah, give them the recognition they deserve. And the platform to express themselves. Um, so yeah, uh, we'll be writing articles on there. There'll be exclusive pork videos. Uh, but the nope. podcast isn't we're, we're anywhere, still going to be. So, uh, yeah, it's just expanding. Yeah, we're, we're expanding. It, it's, it's almost expanding. like we've joined a partnership. You know, it's just somewhere where it's a different place where we can be heard. Yeah. You know, it's um all about. You'll yeah. meet us too and other stuff as well. Like we'll get we'll be we're the ones that interview musicians. But, uh, Talking about stuff. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get Jack on. That, that sounds, well. you know, very good. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, like, just give us. Yeah. I mean, it's on our Instagram anyway, but I'll leave a link to Instagram social medias on here. And um, yeah, hopefully as well next week we have a, a fun guest on this podcast. Uh, so, no, no, no. I mean, we'll we'll announce, announce it when it's um, when it's um, set in stone. When it's set in stone, but uh, he's he's a really he's got yeah. a really really great channel, um, and it'd be cool to just get him on and, and yeah, just talk about some films. So yeah, that's really it for today. It'll be more common uploaded now. Um, we're we'll having stuff going on pulp as well with like musicians, as I said. Like, yeah. Cool interview, cool um, if you, if you want to keep um, up to date with um pulp, um go and follow us on Instagram. That'll be linked somewhere. Um, take a look at the even though it's not done. You know, there's stuff the on player. there that you can uh, go and look at. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Thanks for Thank, uh, listening. Um, to Friends, it, it's uh, been a, it's been really good to be back because obviously I've been gone for like weeks now. I know. Yeah. He's yeah. Back to where, he's, I know. Back, he's back to where. Oh, I've, had, I've had a fantastic back time. Home. You know, I forgot how much fun this was, and I can't wait to uh, uh carry on. Yeah. 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 Thank, all you, right, for man. Thank you. See you next Thanks time, my boy. And uh, we'll see you next time.